0: All
1: right, let's get ready to do it.
2: Okay, I see it's live on Facebook.
1: It's live.
2: It says live on Facebook.
1: Is anybody else on? Fa- okay. So I think we are live.
3: Yeah. It's, All it's, right. It's live on Facebook.
1: Welcome to "Health Is Wealth" podcast. Yes. Live on Facebook. Brought to you by HHT Fitness. Powered by Bam Juice. Make sure you get your Bam Juice. <laughs> All natural, organic.
4: Yeah, hey, wait, no, you know, bye. no
1: preservatives.
0: <laughs> Why you gotta go there? You starting already? And yeah, we
1: just
0: are you giving
2: <laughs> up the Bam Juice that I had?
1: No, no, that's Bam Juice Supreme. That's another level. Right. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the
1: fine. one that'll open you up.
0: Yeah, uh That's, that's the, the one
1: David be doing, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. This one is a, a more mellow version. It tastes really great. Um, if you want fine. more information, <laughs> you're watching. DM us, uh, myself, Coach Marcus or Coach Erica. And um, we'll gladly provide information on how you can order your eight pack. All right. So I got some special guests tonight and I'm going to go around and introduce them. So I'm going to start with the ladies first. We have Miss Lauren Jenkins.
5: Hello, Hello, everyone. Hello.
1: We have Miss Erica Varner. We call her Coach Erica.
5: Great
4: evening, everybody. Great evening.
1: Excellent. We have Coach Marcus.
3: What's up? What's up? What's up?
1: And then we have once again back on health as wealth, Coach Brooks.
2: Hey, good evening everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, right, all right, so as you guys see, the topic for tonight Seven. What's up, baby girl? You can't you messing up my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Zori Varner in the picture with Coach Marcus. Yes. So the topic tonight is toxic ambition. And we'll go a lot of different places with this, but we'll try to keep it light. But we'll start by just asking how's everyone doing during the quarantine period? And how you guys holding up? How about you, Miss Lauren? How are you doing during this quarantine period?
5: You know, I have actually been pretty, um, personally, I've been pretty focused um, really been impacted though about, you know, everything that's been going on in the world. And so mm-hmm. I truly believe that something higher than us, a divine power is truly protecting, you know, us to be intentional with this time, you Amen. know, to get ready for our next. I think many of us have been afraid to step into it um, and that Amen. this quarantine has caused us to take a good look at ourselves to Amen. work on some areas that we've been, you know, I think afraid to, to deal with. So I would say mm. that this quarantine has really helped me see me and um, I'm looking forward to my next. So.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Good, good. How about you, coach Marcus, how are things going?
3: Oh man, things are, things are going pretty well, man. Uh, started off kind of rough at first, you know, uh, um, I was in the solar industry uh, doing sales, so when the pandemic hit, I was released from my job uh, due to us having the limitations of being able to face-to-face contact with customers on a daily basis.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But other than that, a uh, great benefit of this time, man, is just getting that, that, that me time, you know, getting yeah. a chance no. to work out, meditate, do my yoga, spend time with my daughter that, you know, she's two right now, so the time is... Taking, as some of you might know that yeah. just taking the time man just enjoying it
1: enjoying it while i can man amen amen coach eric how about you
4: um it's, it's been going well you know i can't complain you know i know a lot of other people out there that uh, this pandemic has affected tremendously uh financially and emotionally yes. Period, but uh, me myself, I mean, you know, it started off rough just because you know, I was supposed to be starting up my new collab with the sales team, Gold's mm-hmm. Gym. Mm-hmm. Then, in the next week, coronavirus hit and all the gyms wow,
1: happened, so. wow! But thank and they know, filed bankruptcy.
4: Still working, um, at Amazon, so still been able to have income is <clears as> a blessing <throat> at this time. Unmute your mic, baby. You're mute you muted, brother. You're muted. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Christian, you muted. You still muted. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm back. Yeah.
1: Sorry about, about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you um are you aware that gold's um file bankruptcy?
4: Yeah. yeah, they did. I'm aware that, you know, of course, they have a lot of independent owners, so a lot yeah, of them aren't yeah, yeah. even owned by the original Gym anymore, so okay. based on the owners and the management there, yeah, a lot of them are probably not going to reopen right right away after this <sighs> pandemic.
1: It's crazy. Like the largest franchise in the fitness industry.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've definitely been talking about it in the bodybuilding world, and Talking about how they can revive it, you know, it's a lot of rich guys, especially mm. the guy that sold it. So mm. he's talking about buying it back and bringing
1: it back. Okay, Coach Brooks, how about you? How you holding up?
2: Uh, holding up good. Um, I would say you know since um, March thirteenth, that was my last day at work. I'm a you know I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. teacher by trade. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've been doing online with the kids since May thirteenth. Uh seem the seniors are finishing up this week and uh, they're gonna do a virtual graduation. Um, but what is what it's done for me, it's um, allowed me to focus more on my health and uh get things going where you know where I can build consistency during this time. Amen. And then and then also, you know, uh working out, get my wife to also um Work out at least three to four days a week consistently with her as well. And then, you know, doing it when you do it, your spouse together it helps out. Um, yeah, so you know, uh, you know, i just been just staying on my health. I'm sticking by my uh thing where you four percent of the day that's all you need.
0: For mm.
2: the four percent rule, that's that's a rule that a lot of people when I post on social media they um they like it. And they're they're trying their best to, to change, change their way of doing things and get and, and devote at least an hour to yourself with
0: the four percent
2: mm. rule, you know, because it's not hard to do. So, you know, I've been doing that and being consistent with it and, you know, just, uh, you know, spending time with my kids, getting ready to be a grandpop in uh, July. So it's, it's good life hey,
3: if you don't mind could you go into could you go into a bit of what that 4% is?
2: Huh? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. There was some background noise.
3: Uh if you don't mind explaining what is the 4% rule that you mentioned?
2: Oh, oh, the 4%. Um I was right before the pandemic. Um I'll say typically over the last I guess you could say over the last years as a coach, because I, I coach I would coach football and wrestling, right? As soon as we get in season, as soon as we get in season, um, I would stop, I would stop working out for myself. Uh, so then right before the pandemic and before, I think last year, last year, I would make sure after practice that I would go to the gym. Go to the gym after practice. So the four percent rule, I just kind of fell up on that. Where four percent of your day is only an hour. It's only an hour. <laughs> I figured that if it's twenty-four hours in the day, if I can't, if I can't give myself an hour for my health and wellness, then I'm doing something wrong. It's me. I, we should be able to give ourselves at least an hour of health and wellness. We can't do that, and I feel as though that we're mismanaging our time, and we're not a good manager of our time. That's how I came with the four percent rule. I
3: like that. I like that.
2: That's lit. And I always that's deep. Four percent. Four percent. It's just an hour. That's all
1: it is. I mean, that's how I feel. If you can't get in shape right now, then good luck. Because you have nothing but time to eat healthy, to spend time with your family. Uh, and for myself, you know, I said this to you before, Coach Brooks, that this has been a blessing for me and my family.
0: Oh yeah. Because I
1: haven't spent this much time with my wife since college. Yeah. And to see your children all day and them not away at school and coming back, and realizing how much they've grown and changed and their personalities and wow, it's eye-opener, man. But we miss a lot and we don't realize it.
5: Yeah, I totally uh, second
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like when you and I were coaching at Lincoln, and before I came to Lincoln, I was two years I was coaching at Cheney, you know, even though I was a part-time football coach, still a mm-hmm. full-time teacher, you know, you figure I was Working as a part-time coach, even at a, at two Division II schools, I was working like I was full-time. You know, yes, it was seven days a week, and and I worked I worked my regular job around that football because I wanted to coach. That's why. Yes,
1: you wanted it.
2: Yeah. So I, I yeah. That. You know, and that's why my wife, when she met me and I got into coaching, you know. She knew I was serious and that wasn't something just to get out the house. You know, Amen. it wasn't it wasn't it was it was dead being dead serious about it. And like I said, I still, you know, um would love to um even though I'm back in the high school, but I would love to get to a division 1 school and coach. I got my masters yeah. now, so, you know, hey.
1: Okay, go ahead and let the world know. He's eligible.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So, right, um, to kind of go back into toxic ambition, right? And this kind of conversation started with a few of my friends. But this being a room full of melanated people, my view in the conversation was I feel like our ambition has become toxic as a community. And There's a lot of ways to go with that. Mm -hmm. Like, do we need to redefine what success is? You know, like, should we have a commonality or a baseline for success? Even though everyone is different, but collectively to advance as a group of people, should our success have some common ground? I mean, what do you think? Anyway, I,
2: I think we should have some common ground when it comes to success. I think a lot of times, like you said, our melanated people, we we don't pick each other up and take each other mm. for the ride. We don't take each other mm. for the ride. We have we have been divided so long that Agreed. we individualize everything. Agree, you know? and it's like. You supposed to reach one, teach one. Iron sharpens iron. A lot of us don't have that mentality. We don't have that. We always had that. We have what uh, a coach told me one time. He said, he said, you have the iPod mindset, and mm-hmm. you know, you got an iPod mindset, and you know, we have to do a better job at building. Like, all right, what you're doing with your health fitness is awesome. I, said, mm-hmm. I always track your videos. You are a Yes, sir. I showed my wife. I said, Christian, because she, because my wife, you know, because you met her, so you know
0: her. Yes, sir. She knows
2: you, but she also knows. I said, Christian has all types of bodies, body figures in his gym. Amen. He doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have the gold gym, you know, Mr. Universe in there. He's Fat. got you he got regular men, he got regular men and women with all different body types who have committed to making a change in their life to fix their health.
0: Mm.
2: You know?
1: Anyone else? Well,
5: I'm going to jump in. Come on. And um so there's some things I want to say and I'll personally say this is my personal opinion. Um, mm. I don't want to speak on behalf of any entities or anything like that. Mm. Um, one of the things that I'm very passionate about without going into detail of my background is that I believe that there is a need to, pre- to create bridges to access to resources. Mm. And so when we're talking about a situation of particularly communities of color, um, I believe that because of what has happened to us, I believe that there is trauma that exists in the black and brown communities um, that have created some barriers to access to such resources, right? I believe that many folks have been conditioned to complacency. Um, Having grown up in an affluent black community in a majority minority area, won't name it out, but I will say that, um, I've been blessed for resources, but even still there's something that has happened to me that allowed me to be conditioned to complacency, right? Amen. Um, some may even see like in our younger generation, there's a, a, a development of entitlement, if I may say it mm-hmm. that way too. And so how do we go back from um, cultivating our communities, our, especially our young people, I have three boys, I have a husband and three boys, that mm-hmm. we move from giving them the fish, but then going back to teaching them how to fish, right? And mm. that, as somebody just mentioned, you know, we shouldn't be looking down on each other unless we're bringing each other up. But a lot of times it's hard right. to pull dead weight if they feel like they're dead, right? You know, the not frustration death, right. and so, um I think that there's some healing that has to take place. but right now you see our communities right now are experiencing a tantrum and justifiably yeah. so, right? And so, when you talk about us getting to a place of success as a community, as a people, we have to address the healing aspect first. We have to address what has happened. And I hope I answered the question, but it's just more like when we That's talk good. about being ambitious, it, I think it's, it's great to have goals. But a lot of times we get weighed down because as much as we want to bring folks with us, the weight alone can kill us. Mm. And so then, that's what I mean about having to go back to the foundation and teaching us how to to heal, so that we can be a healthy relation in healthy relationships to then be able to grow. Um, in love those areas.
1: It. Yes, love it. Right on. I agree. How about you, Coach? Coaches. Um.
3: Uh, yeah. Just. Uh. Just. Uh... Kind of piggyback off of what Lauren was saying. Uh, First thing first, it should always start with a form of, you know, healing. Just because we are not too far removed. And you can see, uh, as happened with the young man, George Floyd, that that mentality still exists in our world. It's a reality. So with that being said us as a people, we have to heal. We have to find a way to to heal those war wounds of all the years of damage. And then once you do that, these people that are taking these steps to the next level that that have access to these, these higher powers, these other networks that a young man or a young woman or a young business owner or a kid who needs to be groomed and blossomed and put in these environments, Mm. Once you get to a certain level of success, you're in certain atmospheres as a black person in this community, you have the right to come back and make sure everyone else knows about it. Now, if they use it now, that's on them. That's on them. But you are obligated to at least help that horse get to the water. But you cannot Mm. force him
1: to Come on. Preach. Coach Erica?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the truth. I couldn't have said it no better than that. It's like, you know, Amen. once you do get into a position of power where you can reach back and help people and kind of show them the way and help lead them into a way that they might not have seen on their own,
0: mm-hmm. that is
4: our duty. You know, even myself, that's just how I am. Even You know, I'm sure that's how we all are. I know me and my brothers with all of our kids we make sure they experience things that we weren't fortunate enough to experience at certain ages, you know, and healing is key because so many of us come from broken families and broken homes. And it started so much worse for us in our generation and our people of color. We got to start with the healing, man. And as you can see with George Floyd, we, we, we haven't made much progress that we need
1: <clears throat> mm. So so do you think we've made much progress since let's say
3: not, I want I want to jump let's take know. a time
1: frame. Have we progressed as, as far as, since as, uh civil rights time? No. I, we
4: have progressed? I, yes. Yes, we absolutely we okay. have progressed. But are we really need to do? No.
2: I don't it's I, not, don't, it's not I think we, we
0: progressed progress as things we need to be efficient.
2: Come again.
3: I think we've progressed superficially, and and meaning Build by on that, it. meaning by that, I I think we progress on the, the the visual side of things. Mm. Like you see the fancy cars and the nice houses, and you might see a good a good chain. You know, it's a superficial type of type of elevation that we've reached as a as a world. And there's not really been much uh, of a social, a social gathering, a, a community, a, a spiritual community that's been up. It's more of just a picture, uh, an Instagram image, um, a certain—I can't really explain—a certain way, you know, that you think you're supposed to to look and carry yourself.
0: Good.
2: I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we've made, I don't think we've made the progress, the, the same things that are being uh, portrayed through video, mm-hmm. because they've been killing black folks for years. This ain't nothing it, new. This ain't nothing new. It's just the fact that- Just got a camera now. You got a camera and everybody sees it. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: they've been killing black women, black kids, black men for years for for years and nothing has changed. It's just that now we are in a we are in, in a technology age where we can capture these things and now some people when they see this visually uh now they feel it's like oh wow is this still you know is this still happening yeah it's been happening but sometimes we do have folks and that are, are black and brown folks who are still asleep and some are woke and some are not work woke and or you know how about the have-
1: ones who may not be asleep they are woke but are afraid to wake others up because of the fear of lack of abundance
0: right yes
2: you you'll have that you'll have that you'll have people who are woke who when they do find a person that they can talk to mm-hmm. who will be who will be um who will be uh, able to uh, listen to what's going on but mm. we're going to have but we're going to have folks who are going to when you explain something to them they they have been so brainwashed conditioned, and conditioned that they are not going to hear you even regardless of what you say and what what you say and what you put in front of them they have been so conditioned that they don't even see it and, and that's why i said when things because if you go back to Deuteronomy 28,
0: that's, mm. that's,
2: what we, that's what we've been living in. We've been living in Deuteronomy 28 for all these years. And some people, some people understand it and some people don't. That's why it's only going to be a remnant of certain people who are going to be actually understand what's going yeah. on. And until we as the nation that was born over here, OK, and scattered. Until we all can get get it together, and I don't know if I'm gonna see it in my lifetime. Correct. I hope I hope I, my kids can get to see it. But if if you but if you if you believe in the Bible or you follow the Bible or you have some spiritual background because you've had an interaction, you know. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I have to explain to people if you never had an interaction. Okay, if you never had a spiritual interaction, Uh then you don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Because everybody
2: has to everybody has to get to that point on their own by themselves to get that interaction. But if you go back to the Bible, okay, Deuteronomy 28, that's what we've been living in for centuries. For centuries. and nothing has changed. The only thing that has changed is that you got these video cameras on the phones. Everybody can post to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Everything, everything is captured. You know, world star. I mean, you, you. If something's happening, it's getting posted. And that's how. It well, is.
1: to build on what you said about when you're trying to help someone and you're trying to enlighten them or. Sh-
2: You on mute. No, you you back on
3: now. No, he's still muted. Nope, we can't hear
5: you. Oh, say something now.
1: You hear me?
2: Yep. Yep, yep. yep I got you.
1: Good. All right, so it's hard to share light with someone who may be in a dark place. And you're sharing something with them that they don't fully understand. And I could, say, I could say in my field, when I'm trying to change someone's diet and I tell them that they shouldn't eat certain things and they look at me like they're crazy. Right. And they think I'm crazy, but you actually are trying to enlighten them and show them a better way. And, and, and with time, they begin to come, become aware that what you're saying is true and hopefully adapt to what you were saying and adopt a better lifestyle. But how do we use that in the political sense and and, in this social setting with trying to enlighten other melanated people about uh, upper level of thinking and living and understanding money and credit and property and wealth, not riches, wealth, Mm -hmm. two different things. Where do we go with that? How do you talk to a person that doesn't wanna be talked to?
4: Sometimes you can't, I feel like. Because if somebody don't want to hear you, they're not going to hear you. Right. You know, and that's prime example. You know, a lot of, you know, people I used to run with, you know, and do certain mm. things with. It's like now that I live a different life and do certain things differently, you know, that are positive and better for us overall, they might not be ready to do that and make that stuff mm. in their life. You know, and I can tell them, yeah, because I feel obligated. Because I've been there and I've done that, but... Some people, at the end of the day, if if they're not listening and they're not willing to take something from what you're saying or Mm. what you're trying to show
5: them, then it really doesn't matter. Mm. I think it's important to meet people where they are Mm
0: -hmm.
5: and understanding that their time and their destination to change can only be on their time and destination, that they are willing, able, and ready, which I say, make war for, right? Um Mm -hmm. There's a lot of layers to many of the things that you guys have shared and just trying to figure out how to how to say this in in the in the best way to say it. Um as we talked about like something has happened to people, right? And as you mentioned even with health and wellness is like you tell us don't eat that, but then something in us goes back to our default. And it's mm. only and it's until only we sense. get to a place of either inspiration or desperation that we can get to a place of opening our receptiveness to take that next step. Agree. I, heard, I heard someone, mention something, I heard someone mention something about seeing like, I guess, fancy cars and things like that. What do you say to someone or you show someone? And while we may take it as they're not, they're just not going to change if I never thought it was accessible to me in the first place, Mm. if I never thought that this was possible for my life, if all I've been seeing is Quarter Pounder with Cheese is my upbringing my entire life, right?
0: Exposure. So
5: there's a word that you said. You have to raise someone's awareness, consciousness. And Mm. we're talking about that in Mm. in the area of health and wellness. But even when it comes to social and racial justice, many folks are unaware of how they live their race in life and society, I agree. and I, 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 agree. One, I was one dealing a lot with a lot of internalized oppression because of my affluent upbringing. And I don't, I don't mm. say that as a problem, but I do recognize where there were barriers created to protect me from certain things, That's right? right? But here's the other piece that we as people of color need to understand. And, I, and an activist by the name of Audre Lorde said this. For the Mm. master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. You got to understand, putting it in the perspective of COVID, we are fighting a virus that we cannot see, okay? Mm. Yet everyone is staying at home or people are making the decision to go out and take their risks, right? But at the end of the day, it's their choice. But it still Mm -hmm. doesn't, whether they go out and party or they stay home, the virus is still there. That's the same Mm. thing with racism, (laughs) Right? right? It's, a, it's structural That's right. It's structural. it's systemic. It has been built in the fabrics of laws and policies and, and so many different things. It started with an individual view that turned to a cultural I, I, ideology that was then allowed mm-hmm. to be written into law and in documentation, right? And so when we talk right. about raising awareness, people got to understand the power of their votes. People have to raise their awareness in the power of their voice. People have to understand they have the platform. We have to change narratives. So you talk mm-hmm. about the individual from the streets or whatever, but there's a narrative that was written by that larger entity that we need people and mm. allies to combat and change so that people then can get those, those folks a seat at the table. So now we're talking about inclusivity. So even though, yes, I, 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 I don't, I'm not ready or whatever you're trying to give me, make me feel like I can have a seat at the table before mm. you start shoving the food down my throat or shoving what I need at me. And I'm not saying that it's not bad. Like, yeah, we need bam juice, right? We need health and wellness. But I got to right. first get to a place where I believe that I can right. sit at this table. And sometimes right. it takes us creating the space. And like, I love, you know, Christian, what you're about and what you do because you bring wellness to people and you bring it to them where they are and you help us believe we can actually accomplish this when we thought it was impossible, especially when things have happened to us, particularly like look around us, look at uh, the body of black and brown people are crying out right now because
0: Hmm.
5: America has happened to us, right? And the reason I say that is who is helping us to get a seat at the table so that our voice is being heard so that Mm. we don't have to do it kicking and screaming. You know, I look at when you get them them suitcase crunches, right? You're meeting me where I am. (laughs) You're meeting me where I am. And that one suitcase crunch could then turn into 10 and then 20 and then 40. So I think that's important to understand. And the reason I use that quote about, for the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. We can't use the same tools that were created to oppress and suppress us. Come to on. To be able to set us free and to make now us you live talking. a better life. And so that's what yes. I mean about as a people, we got to find out what's going to help us as a people get to a place of healing and wellness, then to be able to hold each other's hands and go and grow.
0: Hey, mm. I, hold I, on, I, hold on. I, I, like, I got something I like for that. that. Hold on, hold on. I got <laughs> right on, right on. We're gonna work on the sound
2: effects. <laughs> hey,
0: could I well, go ahead, uh, coach?
2: But I, I I agree with Lauren said and um I'm gonna use myself as an example, like I do with my kids in mm-hmm. school, my own kids that I have, and I'm gonna use myself as an example. Um I, I got to the, the point of desperation, okay? Mm. I called Christian I called Christian after uh, Thanksgiving. I'm a type two diabetic for the last 20 years, okay? I'm 51 years old. I've been dealing with type two diabetes for over 20 years. I called mm. him because I was at a desperation mode, okay? He told me what he did for his mom. Everything that I've done was ineffective. It did not last. Uh I would go four, five, six months doing great, but it wasn't it wasn't where it should be. So mm-hmm. I I was at desperation. I was desperate and I was desperate enough to go straight and dive in. And this is the same thing I explained to people when they find out that I went full vegan. I told them I had to go full vegan because that was my grind. My grind gonna be different from right. your grind. But I was at a desperate yeah. mode. I was, I was desperate. And Christian wanted to... Uh, and we had to do this long distance. And I was totally committed to doing this long distance. And I did it. And he was even going to, like, wean me off stuff. I said, no, nah, we ain't doing the wean off. We're going straight, two feet in, cold turkey. You give me this knowledge. I, I'm going to be a sponge, and I'm going to absorb everything you give me. So basically I had to be at a point where I was going to be receptive to hearing what he was giving me that could possibly, that would change my life. And that's the same thing when we're trying to enlighten folks, they have to also be at a position where they're ready to receive what you are about to give them. And that's, you know, and that's where, that's where they have to be at. That's where I was at my point with, with, with my health, I was ready to receive. I went, I've been full vegan now. I'm almost two years full vegan, almost two years. I do not not miss, I do not miss anything that I did before that was bad for my health. Because then I, while, while getting with Christian, I had to start, he got me into telling me, you know, Hey, you're going to have to read some labels, um, start, yep. Eating, yep. start eating raw, start doing research to find out how right. these foods affect you, who is a type two diabetic. You got to start learning how your glycemic index increases based on food you eat. I had to start. I had to I had to look at it from a different angle, you know. I had to look at it from a different angle with him because now he's showing me you uh-huh. you gonna have to dig deep now you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to expand your horizons. That's why it's always right. so crucial. It's so crucial for you to always try to create individuals in your circle who know yep. more than you. You yes. need people in your circle who know more than you. If you only got people in your circle who you are more superior. Than them, then they're not going to help you grow. That's awesome for me, guys.
0: You know, no, that's know. real.
1: I mean, I mean, this conversation, just health and wellness alone. I mean, you guys kind of know how I feel like health is life, like health is the real wealth, not fiat, not paper, not digits on a bank slip. You know, like if you got all the money in the world, but you don't have your health, you can't even enjoy it properly, or if you're alone, like. Like you can be fit in every way. Fitness is not like being in the gym. When you hear the word fit, people think, oh, working out, lifting weights. No, you can be fit spiritually. You can be fit mentally. Like you should be sharp in all of those areas. And we talk about holistic health, you know? And I think a lot of the answers that we're talking about, like socially in this this climate, we can make simple by using health and wellness and like comparing the two, like we just talked about changing a person's diet, like enlightening them about what they can do to live a healthier lifestyle and how easy it is and how possible it is. But we got to have that same encouragement. And when it comes to economics, you know, when it yeah. comes to credit, when it come like marriage relationships, um, sharing the tools. that got you. Let me tell you something. I can't stand when someone has a house, but everyone they know don't have a house. That's a problem for me. Cause that means that they bought a house. They know the process and didn't sit the whole family down to go through how to buy a house. Now, how many black people do that? Got one person who owns a house in a family and everybody else don't. See what you're doing is you flexing. We're not trying to enlighten you, flexing your own people. And that's two different things. See, I can't stand that. That's fake help. You know, we're not gonna do fake help. That's like these procrastinating fake trainers who wanna sell you diet plans that don't work. And they know diets don't work. That they're gonna tell you do something that they don't do themselves. right? Right? That's what we have a lot in our community. We have misguided information, and we sending people on these wild goose chases when we know it's very simple, when it's very simple. So, you know, bringing it around health and wellness and talking about social issues, to me, they go hand in hand because I personally feel like the more you love yourself, the less likely you are to hate someone else. Because it's really just self-hatred why you want to hurt someone else, why you don't want someone else to have what you have. Why you don't, you know, you don't want to see the person who looks like you have. is because you don't love yourself. You didn't look That's in the true. mirror this morning and say, man, I love you. I love you so much. I'm going to go on this run. I'm going to work out. And then the next brother I see who look like me, I'm going to make sure I speak to him, talk to him, shake his hand and try to have a conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Because that takes a lot of energy. It, it, When you're pouring spiritually, when you're giving, it's like it's draining. But what else are you here for? If it's only for you and you're the only one they got, then you don't have nothing. And we talk talking wealth. See, Black people, melanated people, because I hate to use that word. I right. feel like a lot of us are raised with a rich mindset. And rich is different than wealth because you got a lot of fools who are rich. When you're wealth, you're passing on generational wealth. That means there are people who are benefiting from something someone did four generations before you. Right? Mm-hmm. These people, there are people around you who are not more talented than you. They have something because four generations ago, someone sacrificed for them. So you basically just starting a race. And that's what we talk about a system, like a social a system that has been created in America that has you trying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you don't have access to capital that other people have access to. You don't have, you don't have the ability to go in a bank and leverage debt against a property that your grandfather gave you that's worth $4 million right so we don't have that because we don't know what that we don't know that talk when you're talking about equity when you're talking about things that are assets and not liabilities we love liabilities we love to buy cars that are the worst things we love to buy jewelry and chains and diamonds we're talking about assets right we like to yep. buy liabilities that are depreciating constantly and spend all our money on it or we'll buy a house is too big that we can't even put furniture in who are you trying to impress people that don't like you anyway they're going to talk about you anyway As soon as they leave they're going to talk about the color of the paint on your wall yeah. So it's a social thing, and social media has kind of, I feel like, accelerated an issue that we see something and we think is success. The problem for me is our ch- children have to have new people. They identify as the heroes. It's, mm-hmm. I, I love LeBron James. I love all of these guys. But what I'm trying to tell you is just because you dribble a basketball don't mean you can lead my community. Just because you That's can right. catch a football or throw a football yet. Lamar Jackson, don't mean you can lead my community. Because let me tell you something. There are people who sit on a Supreme Court who are in political positions who have fought tooth and nail their whole lives and come from generations like that. You don't even know that.
2: Yeah. Christian, you cut you off. You want
5: to roll, brother, but we can't hear you. <laughs> uh,
2: you got cut he off
5: on that one. He is going for it. <laughs>
0: Hey,
1: look, he's still going. He is going for
0: his hands. brother. Oh, I'm so. Oh. <laughs> he <was> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we see you
2: going in though. We see. Hold you. on, y'all. Hear me? Can you I hear can't me? I hear you now, but but part
1: of. Oh the- man, my my bad. But I, what I was saying was, <laughs> what I, what I was saying was. Stop
2: at Lamar. You stop like, at Lamar.
1: Yeah, it starts with the kids. Like, what are they idolizing? Like. We're looking at sports and we rush home to do it. But we haven't, most people haven't even read the Bill of Rights. Most people don't even know the amendments. Like most people don't even know simple things. You don't know what laws have been passed. You don't know what president was in there when they passed that law. You don't know how the prison population got the way it got with majority African-Americans being in the population. And we're the minority in the country. How does that happen? What president brought that in? When did that law become available? Like, again, if you don't know your history, You're bound to repeat it. You don't know how you got to the state you are. You don't know why you wake up and don't like yourself. You don't know why you don't have no money in your bank account and you just fiend for bad habits. Mm There has been a game played on you psychologically, right? It's self-hatred. And that's why I firmly believe that fitness is an answer because when you start to work out, you feel different. You feel better about yourself. You look at yourself in a different way and everything changes when you become healthy inside outside changes. And you start to realize like the result of your workout is the byproduct of what's happening spiritually. Because when one thing, you know, when you work out to the fullest of your ability and everything is exhausted, there's this moment where you gonna want to quit and you ain't got nothing but God. And you know, he's the only one that got you through that workout. And the more you can rehearse that relationship with him, the stronger mm-hmm. it becomes. It's just a spiritual exercise. That's all it is. And if I got to call it fitness and working out to hide that, to give God to you, that's fine. But I'm going to show you there's a power in you that you have no clue that's there. And you could do anything and everything. Like this whole financial economic thing, like it's the same thing as fitness. It's fitness economically. It's fitness like in a different way. But we have to build these kind of communities like we do in fitness. You go to the gym, you work out with your buddy. So now you should be having a meeting on Saturdays about what company are we acquiring? What right. business are we starting? To start? Why are you getting paid pennies on the dollar for your talent and your gifts when you could create your own business and keep all the profits? And how about build a brand that in 20 years has equity, that your children can go get a house and leverage debt against something that you use the talent God gave you to build your own thing? Mm-hmm. Right? That's what this pandemic has done. It's even the playing field. It showed yes. people what's fake and what's real. Yep. Now you know who really doing this fitness stuff and not. Oh, you know now because you can't hide a gold gym behind all those weights and all this pretty stuff. Oh, it was fun. Now we even. Mm-hmm. But see, we HHT. We, see, selfish plug. We've been doing workouts outside. We've been doing. We really bought this life, right? Like this is what we do every single we, day. He was
4: built with no weights, no weight room. No. Cut it out.
2: Mhm. cut off again?
5: It's the passion again. We see it. We can't hear it. We see it. We can't hear it. It's the passion again.
0: Run. <laughs> can't hear
1: you. No. Oh, still can't hear me.
0: Hey, oh, yeah.
5: Yes.
1: Am I there?
0: Yes. I think
1: it's when I don't push a button for a while. I'm learning this thing. We're going to get it right because the next one we do is going to be flawless. <laughs> but The pandemic exposed what people really should be doing anyway, getting outside, exercising, fresh air, sunlight, spending time with your family, homeschooling. Like, these are the answers to your problem, Black community. You're experiencing it right now. See how your kids excel when mom and dad is at home pouring it in. When I'm giving economic lessons to my children and I'm using my
3: We can't, hear you. Can't, hear you. can't hear you, can't hear you, can't hear you, can't hear you, can't
5: hear you. We heard when you're giving it to we your children, you, you, yeah, you. giving
3: it to the kids, you at home. Black people, we this is the problem.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm here
5: now. <laughs> and Hold on. In my our son, our son goes to a collective. Come on, we know about that. So, yes, come on.
1: But but, but but it's but but it's real, can y'all hear me now?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's what this pandemic is showing us. For me, and I can't speak for other people, it's really the answer to a lot of the problems in the black community is that you Fact. need to take your family and its education and its economics into your own hand and you need to go in your bag, start your business, or homeschool, or like start to like really spend time with your family, get healthy emotionally, mentally, read more, go for walks in the morning, like do all the things you don't have time to do when you're ripping and running for this right. company, just paying you pennies on. You know? that's yeah. my opinion.
2: You, hey, you know what I like that you that you showed me when we when we first when you went with this journey with me. It's showing yep. me how to jot down everything, mm. because I still got that. I still have my um, my notebook. And I remember when you was telling me, you was like, "Yo, you know, as you go through this journey, I want you to write down trauma." And I and remember I laughed and I said, um, "What the heck, you trauma? You know, because when I think of trauma, for me, I'm thinking something very traumatic." You, are, you know, I want you to think of trauma as something that would affect you, that would cause you to make a drastic change in your eating habits. And I, and I was like, you know, and then I start writing stuff down. So I, I had a meeting, I think, with a principal. And we were meeting and I think I and I I told you I had jot that down, you know, had a meeting with the principal, you know, she was this, that and the third and whatever, and I I started understanding how to jot down your emotional state on paper. And then what I also noticed is that while I was going through this journey that I'm still going through, as I was uh, recording my blood sugar levels, and seeing where good levels versus bad levels and then seeing the path where they were going that the key to my success was having things written down so when we start talking about what we're going to do as far as fix our finances and everything we gotta we have to put things in writing that we gotta write it down if we don't write it down it's not going to happen it's not going to happen. We, but when we put something in writing, we actually force ourselves to commit to making this thing happen. You know. I
1: agree. I agree. Anyone else? Am I muted again?
5: No, no. You, you, you. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to comment briefly. I mean, not to go left to go right. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's something that um, and I. I I can't remember the gentleman's name. Coach had just said, you know, even in the sense when it, you talked about having him write down trauma, and then he he mentioned something about a definition of what he thought trauma was. Mm-hmm. And, and, and th- I'm going somewhere with that, I promise you. And I think mm-hmm. that it's important to understand trauma is what happened to you, mm-hmm. what has happened to you, uh, what you have gained accustomed to in some ways. Um, you know, without going into detail about my, my job, duties and my background, I used to work in high security prison. Um, for several years. And, you know, we saw things, we saw code, we saw rights, we saw things, right? And you became accustomed to the day to day, right? It was your norm, your new norm. So if your upbringing has been, well, we know that, you know, auntie gonna make them chitlins and we know Mm. auntie has of heart disease and diabetes. It's just a part of our life. It's a way of our being. That's traumatic. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm. It's something that has happened to you and that we create as our default, to keep Mm. ourselves protected, if I may say,
0: yeah, not going into the Mm.
5: clinical route, Mm
0: -hmm. but
5: you know, in trauma, you learn how to disassociate or you learn how to protect yourself. Mm. So I think it's powerful that you had him write down trauma and raise his awareness of what was happening to him. Mm. Right. Mm. He can be able to use the tools given to him that's right to combat combat mm. that thing and understand that it didn't have to be his but that it was there mm. and he could actually then heal from it right he yeah you didn't yeah. have to mm-hmm. own that you didn't right. have to own that so i just thought that's that right. was pretty really powerful so yeah
1: amen agree agree coaches anything No, uh, I, I, you look like you wanted to say something, Coach Erica. I don't want to stop you. You
4: nah, nah, I, I definitely agree, though. I definitely agree. Well,
1: we will part, <laughs> Trauma, man. Trauma, nah, but um, usually, like in fitness, what I usually look for is like uh, habits. And usually, from experience, I I learned that people's habits and working out will show up in a different place in their life. So, like, inconsistency, working out and eating healthy, shows Mm -hmm. itself in your spiritual relationship, Mm -hmm. your relationship with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Like, a dedicated person who is consistent will be that in everything. That's who they are.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's
1: something we got to... well. cause we're talking about this holistically. I'm saying my children, I try to teach that to my children, the qualities you want to look for in friends. And hopefully they take that into looking for a mate is consistency, dedication, right. like a person who works hard is something. They're going to be that person as something else, yeah. right? They may not be who they're going to be. They, they may not be who they going to be now, but they will get there. Just, just hang on. Ride the ride the roller coaster with them. They're gonna get there. And when you're working out, you see a person slowly develop those habits of dedication, consistency, and always it shows itself in another part of their life,
0: yeah. whether it be mm-hmm.
1: restoration of relationships, more spiritual activities, meditation, church, more time at the mosque, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That health part of it, when you're working out, activates something in you. And I call it the Holy Spirit,
0: but people call it
1: what they want to call it.
0: Right, right. The consistency spills
4: over into every aspect of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like working out for me, it's like going to church. It's a it's a spiritual experience. I am experiencing the Holy Spirit. Spirit, I can do things that I could not do in that hour or two until I get in that spirit and. I can do anything. I, I go to a place mentally that I know I could do that in any area of my life if I want to. Right. I just have to train my mind to know that's the Holy Spirit. And I can use that in anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's available to you at all times. So when you're about to quit at 45 minutes and it's 15 minutes left and you hang on and you finish, <laughs> that is going to show itself. And another challenge in life, yeah. and if you stop and you quit, it ain't the workout, it's what it did to your mind. Mm-hmm. It, 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 put like a it, it connected neural pathways to quitting. And when things get tough, you're gonna run, you're gonna yeah. walk away, nope. you're gonna quit, you're gonna have an excuse because yeah. that's what you do.
2: Yeah. Right, so do that. yeah. A lot of family, but, um, members, family members do that who who are probably uh, some of the biggest people mm. deal with that um, that sometimes hurt us the most because they quit on things. Yeah, they quit on things yeah. and and we're tied to them because we are family. We're tied to them, you know, you know, through, through blood and everything. Yeah. They are probably the biggest culprits when it comes to quitting on relationship with
0: with, mm. with
2: you, which causes more trauma than anything.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Now, I find it strange to if somebody could research it, we on the Internet. Who suffers from the highest obesity rates in America? We know the answer to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, diabetes, Yep. high blood pressure, yeah, all preventative diseases. Usually, those things go hand in hand with single family, single parent homes, divorce, yep. like relationship issues, yeah, because it's a self love issue.
2: That's right, that's all
1: it is, yeah, that's why for me the black community has to take health more serious it's an easy step but it's a simple first step
2: yeah but you got to get you got to get them you got all right we got to get people because we we know we know the same people who are hurt hurt other people okay fact we we Agree. know just we know this happens people who are hurt people who are not happy with themselves they hurt others because they don't love themselves first and they have to learn how to love themselves same way when i talk to the young men and they know i'm married they know i've been married for 23 years they know i got three kids and but when i'm talking to them and a lot of the men young boys you know they don't have father figures in their life or or it's a broken relationship so a lot of times I have to talk to them and I have to show them what male intimacy is on mm. level because that's something that they're lacking male mm. intimacy. And then that's, that's the part why I have to work, you know, work with them on, is it, is it a barrier I got to get through? Because if they see a man coming at them who cares about them, that's trying to school them, are they mm-hmm. going to be apprehensive first because they they their hatred is to a man that has not shown them love?
0: Mm-hmm. And That's it.
2: Once, once I'm able to peel that layer back, and they be like, "Oh, Coach Brooks," or you know, "Mr. When I'm in school, it's Mr. Brooks." You know, is coaching as Coach Brooks. But when they feel that, oh, he 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 that he that boy, he 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 looking out for me. Same way I had a kid today. He texts me. He's a senior. He's 20 years old. He texted me today, and he, I told him. I said, Are "You trying to make me cry?" He was like, "You know, I just want to let you know that I'm so happy that you know you helped me. I'm graduating. Amen. But so you're the best teacher I had in in, in the school in Penwood. And he's 20, Amen. and I and I was able to convince him to get done as soon as possible, as fast as possible. And I always tell people, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Mm. That's all right. The Come on. Because all these kids are going through some sort of trauma. And I keep telling them, and the biggest thing with some of our black kids, they will throw in the towel quick at the first sign of any kind of adversary, uh, you know, obstacle. They as soon as they get
1: difficult. The towel,
2: as soon as it gets rough. And yes, uh, just like Lauren said, dealing with, you know, I deal with kids in the school system who, yes, who they believe that they are entitled, you know. Mm. A lot of them have young parents. A lot of their parents are not the same age as me, you know, and I'm only only 51, and some of their parents are in their 30s, you know, early 40s, and some of these kids are very entitled to everything, and they don't know what it is to deal with, you know, uh, a little bit of adversity in their life. They shut down,
0: Mm.
2: you know but it,
1: so it's,
0: it's peeling,
2: back peeling back the layers so then that,
1: that that that's a conflicting argument because those who have come from affluent backgrounds and you know families who had a little bit more economic promise or access
0: mm-hmm.
1: may we lost you, 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 miss it may
4: what
5: they may what. They may what? (laughs) Nope.
1: Still
3: muted, brother. Still muted.
1: Am I there? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Now,
1: They may raise children who don't want it as bad, who don't have the work ethic. They may have seen it, but don't know how to go get it. Mm. Like someone who may come from less or had a mentor who had the drive and the work ethic to have something they'd never experienced. You dig what I'm saying?
2: Yes, yes.
1: Like it's, a, it's an argument, I'm not sure, I'm not agreeing with either side, but are we saying that successful melanated communities are creating children who are less ambitious? Is that what you're saying?
2: no nah, i wouldn't say, what, that say I'm, ambitious. i wouldn't say less ambitious mm-hmm. but i would say that, so what you said so i would say sometimes through, through, <laughs> through, through my experience through my experiences i would say that some 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 not all because i know some, some but not all right because i know some who have come from a fluid background, Amen. we will get their knees, elbows, dirty. Me and you both like the next one, like they ain't had. None. You know, but I do know yes. some who um, who don't understand a strong work ethic, who don't understand mm. that because nobody has shown them. Nobody has Question. shown them.
1: to go back to what Lauren said about them allowing us a seat at the table. Is it time for us to say we don't need a seat at the table? Let's have our own table.
0: Yeah,
2: because yeah, yeah, because we, we got to remember, we was the table remember.
1: designed for you to have a
2: seat? It no, wasn't. hell no, no, it wasn't designed. It, it, the table. The, this whole I'm just asking. Not, it's not. We just stop making
4: tables, us. like you said.
1: Because even if they let you sit at the table,
4: they, they don't will it be a stoop like that's
1: a little bit lower than air. Where right. you at the table like this, looking at them well, in a chair. Like, thank you for letting me sit here.
5: Well, that's not right. inclusion. That's, that's diversity. Not inclusion. That's right, right. You like come to the party, but you don't get to choose the music. You feel me? Right, right. right. And that's why many of us are crying out right now all across the United but States. The reality is this. We are in America. We carry American passports. That's right. We have been identified as America. That is our table. More yep. than We probably made it. Cut the wood. i about to say, there you, you go. You already know. You already know. <laughs> and so when talk about creating our own, that is our table. Yeah. I think it's a matter of realizing that we are going to have to have allies to mm. to dismantle the barriers that have been. I agree. To, for get to, getting to our thrones, getting to. Yes. That were already there for us to be there in the first place. And right. I agree with you. How to that. I did want to say something. I didn't want to change the subject because I was Go ahead. Since I have my coaches here. Flow with it. I'm not necessarily a coach of health and wellness. I'm a coach in terms of leadership development and cultivating folks.
1: You got your stripes.
5: (laughs) i um have an extensive background more on the other side of the of the the table i I was in a Mm -hmm. form of law enforcement for a very long time um Mm -hmm. probation parole and um just being a mother of three boys okay Mm -hmm. the reason i want to ask this because we talk about the power of health and wellness but you hear me constantly use the word about access and Mm. having grown up affluent background but now being a working government employee you know we're raising my husband and I we're raising boys we even in such an affluent area as what we live in recognize the difficulties of having access to getting our boys into health and wellness things it costs an arm and a leg and yes I understand you gotta sacrifice because people buying Jordans and people doing this some of us are trying not to live paycheck to paycheck anymore. Fact. We are making sacrifices, which then takes away our time, right? Mm. So growing up, when I grew up, we had coaches that would pick up our kids. You know, We Mm -hmm. we still have those individuals.
1: I'm a product of those kind of coaches.
5: They're cutting funding. They're cutting programs. Our youngest son is in a collective for the reason of taking that, that our community, teaching him about his culture and his heritage. And being able to have that access, you know, that's mm-hmm. not made that decision. But it's like, what about
0: everything else?
5: You know, I think about those kids I had on probation that were amazing. But because of the lack of resources. That's it. them into programs that they should be the next person, D1. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying, I, I, I'll put it out. I agree. The Commonwealth, okay. I was like one of the only chocolate chips in the cookie dough. So, yeah. but yet my caseload looked just like me and then some. And so when I think about these things, you know, when we talk about creating our own, that's my mm-hmm. desire right there. Mm. Create programs. You know, I'm excited what Kevin Durant has done, you know. Over yes. I'm, I'm excited. But being able to create that stream of access, right? Mm. Now look at this. This is the thing that's heartbreaking to me. Yes, us as adults are afforded. And even kids can do it too because I've seen you kids on there. But just the lack of access to be able to access something like this for kids, right? Some of them can't get computers from the school anymore. You know? I think about the youth, like we have friends who are teachers in Baltimore City, right? Like I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping that the numbers of, you know, making sure they're getting food and now, you know, hasn't gone tremendously up, right? I just, I don't know those details. But what I'm saying is, creating access. Mm. We can teach these young people how to fish that they're not spending all day on these games, playing Fortnite and, 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 you know, watching, watching YouTube of somebody playing a fake game. Like,
2: I know that's crazy. That drives me crazy.
1: It drives me crazy.
5: How do we, you see what I'm saying? When we talk about building legacies and, and trying to, to dismantle the barriers that are perpetuating the generational curses that exist on our people. How do we respond to that call? Mm. That's
1: good. That's good. That's, yeah. good.
2: That's good stuff. There. That's good stuff.
1: I mean, like you said, access, access. Even it, it, it creates barrier for a melanated business or African American to have programs that almost are for free because that business probably doesn't have the access to capital that that white business does. So they can't afford to have free programs. That's more than likely the case. So he would have to charge a little bit more to have quality programs and pay higher rent rates and, you know, which other people are not because we know it's about networking. A lot of times it's just who you know. And if you know the right, right. people, they won't even charge you. Right. And, and as we get to that, that's something we need to know too. Network. So many of these athletes go to these big colleges and these schools and they never use the network. But more importantly than that piece of paper, I have learned Is your network. Yeah. And if you go to these schools and you're not a jerk and you're a good person, you could call (laughs) anyone from that school. That's right. And they will open the door for you.
2: That's right. And that's how
1: you start to give access to those kids who can't afford to go to University of Maryland, to Virginia University, by using your network and making those people open the door for you and you bring others with you. I mean, myself and my brother and sister... Coach Eric and Marcus, we've taken kids from Baltimore to University of Maryland every summer in our camps. And some of these kids never left, never left Baltimore. But they walk on that campus and they're like, I can't believe I could go here for free. And I'm like, yeah, you can. It's a business, right? If you play that sport well, you bring this university money. Guess what? You can go here for free. But you can get that degree but bigger than the degree, you can have access to a network worth billions of dollars.
5: Yeah.
1: And that's the real wealth in it. Networking. Who do you know? You know, Who you know?
5: Well, I, think it's, I think it's also more than networking. And it's something mm-hmm. you said. And it was interesting because I had to I speak in a women's group earlier this week. And um, I was reminded about Jeremiah 2911. I know the plans I have for the Lord, plans to mm-hmm. you not to harm you. But the piece that I thought and never really is set to me plans to give you hope, mm. and you know even though you're talking about networking, it sounds like that you guys also gave them access to hope. And it's funny that God would say that we need that—that that He has to plan to give us that. Amen. Just because of that moment you just said, and so Amen. that's powerful and So, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that's that's that that's right. That's that that good stuff there, you know, because access to hope because. The kids that I have in my program in the public school, they are in a credit recovery. My oldest kid is always going to be 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay, my oldest kid every year, I'm going to have at least three to four of them who are 20 who I am making sure that they do not drop out because the older the kid gets and the longer he stays in high school, the more likely they are to drop out. OK, mm. and um, I am I am blessed to be able to give them some hope to, that they can get this. They can get high school completed and be able to say, hey, I got me a high school diploma. Now I'm going to try to see what else is it that I want to do in my life? What direction do I want to go? But it's this. But I'm telling you, you got to get dirty. You got to meet the kids where they're at and you got to be able to run with run with them Agreed. and their family from where they're at because sometimes you're going to encounter families who are broken families who have a generational, More than likely. Curse, a generational curse on them where people who don't finish high school you
0: know, and yeah. are going
2: to have all that stuff and you know and and just like we said we got to meet people where they're at the same way when I be telling, you know, when I be listening to pastors and listening to uh, evangelists and people mm-hmm. who are ministers, a lot of times they try to act like they're holier than thou and they mm-hmm. don't meet people where they're at. And then that's why people get turned off at congregating at churches because folks don't meet them where they're at. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so we didn't touched on a lot, but Toxic ambition. I mean, in a nutshell, what are we ambitious for? What is ambition, right? It's like, what is design, what is success okay. for you? Go ahead. Go ahead, Erica. Are
4: you saying what is it for us personally? Just ambition?
1: Yeah, I mean like, well, what is success for you? What is ambition?
4: Like, what is does that, your that mean? Desires, your desire, your determination—you know how hard you're willing to
5: push. For me, that's ambition.
0: Mm-hmm. For me,
5: um, I sum it up, and this is why I said about being very intentional with this time uh, with mm-hmm. and getting to know myself. I sum up success in five pillars. Uh, Come on. playing my story. The ability to share my journey. Mm-hmm. The ability to take hold of my dreams because a lot of times when things happen to us, we stop dreaming. Mm-hmm. We seek out then, my purpose and my mission which is hopefully that it's helping someone else to help save their life, right? And then they're, mm-hmm. like, biblically speaking, to live out my legacy. That whatever mm-hmm. it is that I'm doing or anything that you're doing with your purpose, it inevitably has to help Someone else's best version of themselves, and that's how mm. we grow, go and grow. Right? Not only as individuals, but as a people, as a community, as a family. And so that is what success is for me. When you say that, I actually see that as a dirty word. I actually see it as a curse word. I actually see it as a negative. I think people who are ambitious are unstable. I hate to say that that way.
1: Now we're talking.
5: Ambitious. That means you're going to do whatever it takes to get wherever you believe you need to be. And most likely that ambition has been set by someone else, someone else's narrative on your life. Yeah. Uh. Or you needed to, you know, you need that four-year degree. You needed that, you know, when you have the, the skills and the ability to build buildings, right? Or whatever, but just needing the right person to help you learn how to fish. you. That you need to put in your toolbox and using them to build your legacy that God has divinely downloaded in you. That's right. That's what she
2: going. Doing. She going into proverbs
5: now. <laughs> going into proverbs. Just proverbs now. Preach. Proverbs.
0: Come on. <laughs>
5: Man, but only God's purpose saying, Proverbs nineteen
0: twenty one.
5: And I tried to direct where I thought I was supposed to be, but God had other plans mm. for me. And so mm. I'm just I'm grateful. That's why I said when you talk about toxic, amen. Amb- toxic ambition. I see it on a daily, and I think that it people. When you are so basically, grateful, yeah. No,
1: they're the same. Toxic ambition.
5: That's how I've ambition
1: it. is toxic.
5: That's how I've seen because it. Because
1: ambition is birth from mm. what lust?
2: Mm. Mm. So it'd be, be for lust of things. I can't remember the uh, Proverbs chapter, but we are not supposed to uh, lust or want to be like those individuals. Who may be doing it wrong?
0: Uh-huh.
2: I can't remember what number that is, but because proverbs, if you if you read proverbs, proverbs hit, hit you with a lot of stuff. Proverbs hit you with a whole lot of blueprint on on how to do things. And and I'm and I'm telling you, I read proverbs probably more than once, a whole chapter. But each time that I would go into it, you get a new revelation. Get a whole new revelation of things that that you can use right now. So you know, like right now, I don't know. Like I, I would say my ambition, with, with I don't think my ambition ambition right now is toxic when it comes to being a full V. Full V was two years because my ambition was I gotta control. Type two diabetes. I gotta control that. Mm-hmm. I gotta beat it. That's my goal. That's 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 my that's my legacy. I have to beat that thing. So I mm-hmm. don't.
0: Think
2: my ambition towards my health is toxic because I'm still keeping things in perspective. I know a lot of times my wife would joke with me, and I would say, "Hey, is that that something vegan? In is that vegan?" And she was like, "Bruh." Everything we buy in here is vegan, so you can stop asking me is something vegan. Hey, okay? you know, because are, <laughs> you know, because I would hear that, I would say, "Hey, is that vegan?" You know, and she's like, "Bro, mm-hmm. it, it's vegan." Okay, stop. Everything we eat in here is vegan, everything. So, but I don't think I don't think I'm uh, my I don't think I'm toxic when it comes to my health. I think I'm very Enough. ambitious because I don't want to be sick no more. I don't Mm -hmm. want. I don't want to have because this runs in my family. Cancer, type one, type two, lupus—all these things run in the family, and my family Mm. are stricken by these things. And I mean, they they be whipping people's ass, you know, literally. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but whipping butt, whipping tail. Amen. You know, whipping tail. Amen. you know, I just think, you know, I know, it, I know things could turn toxic if they're not properly managed. If they're not good, managed—that's perspective. Could, it, it could turn toxic, but I think it—it mm. it all comes down to how we manage whatever it is that we're going after.
0: Mm.
1: Amen, Coach. Coach Marcus,
3: uh, no, I'm just gonna basically just piggyback off of what the other coach was just talking about. Um, I wouldn't say ambition would be considered toxic, because mm-hmm. uh, because if you do your if you do your research, you look up the definition of what ambition is. Um, ambition is a strong desire to do or to achieve something, typically. <laughs> requiring determination and hard work Mm -hmm. if those are the attributes of what it takes to be ambitious um depending on what your perspective is i don't think it could be considered toxic Mm -hmm. but if you're if you're ambitious towards a toxic goal then yes you will have toxic you got
5: five minutes until this time just say I don't I, I definitely hear that perspective and I'm very receptive yeah. I,
0: agree,
5: I do agree you know and I also see the piece about being ambitious to something that may be toxic I believe uh-huh. though you can be ambitious to something that doesn't appear toxic but how you go about getting it can be toxic and so the one part about your definition where you mentioned about a strong desire to do something I believe that the toxicity and ambition can be rooted in your desire, like mm. that place that there's where the toxicity lies. It's like what are you feeding mm. um, your your energy of, like your passion from? You know what I mean? You you mm. have. Um, we've seen it in history with leaders who had the desire of being the best. You know, you know whether it's the best country or the best race or whatever it is. Mm. And while the intention is to have pride in that. It was rooted in something that was very dark and Mm. and, uh, distorted in terms of And so I think that even in that definition, my thing would be when you say strong desires, what's the root and what is coming from that desire? I agree.
0: agree.
1: Side note, I recently had that conversation with my wife and um, this is something I'm experiencing in my growth as a man. And when you come from trauma as a child, you're kind of like an alchemist. You use that negativity and you change it into something positive. And every time somebody tells you no, you turn into a yes, and you keep building, and you keep building. But the negative, what was good at one level, at graduation, is bad at the next, because tox—that's toxic ambition. What is fueling me to do good is bad. That means when I get to a healthy place in my life, I need an enemy. I need adversity. I need someone against me. I need to find somebody who hates me so I can feel motivated today because my whole life has been built off being an underdog. But what's wrong with being not the underdog? Why do you always have to be the underprivileged, the underclass? Why does your motivation come from the subculture? Why can't you be a king or queen or royalty and come from a place of high? Now, that's a new level of motivation. Because when you have all that you want, you have all the money in the account, you have your home, you have your children, you have all. Who's the enemy now? He's looking in the mirror. He's still there inside you but more dangerous than being broke and hurt is having money and being hurt because now you have access to all the things that kill you in abundance yet you have never healed inside from toxic ambition and healthy like we were we were told we can't hear you can't hear you, bro. <laughs> we can't hear you. We lost you. We lost you. We can't hear you.
0: Am I there? Am I there? I'm yeah, you there. there.
1: Yeah, we can hear you. I'm You're here. back. I'm here. I'm back. All right. So, what I was talking to my wife about is basically having a new struggle as a man with children. Not wanting my demons and struggles to become my children's I have to find positive motivation I don't need a bad guy to do right Right. I can wake up and feel good and see the sun and feel pleasant for the day and go for a good run and a workout and not need an enemy progress in life so you see I get what Lauren is saying how it becomes toxic because you're always looking for enemies to be motivated You're looking for negativity to create positivity. You dig? So at some point we got to graduate to the next level of adulthood and start having positivity, create positivity, and it becomes abundance versus I need an enemy. I need someone who looks like me to be like, he hating.
0: So I'm motivated today.
1: But why why you you. needed somebody to hate on you to be motivated? Right. God gave us another day. What are you going to do with this day? And for me, success is that. That right there. Success is when my prayer changed and it became, Lord, make me available. Meaning, give me no excuse not to be used today. If there's a moment that comes that what you have given me is to be used, let me not have an excuse. Lord, make me available today. And if that means for everyone,
4: Lost you again. We can't hear you. We can't hear you.
3: Lost you. It was getting good too, boy. It was
4: yeah, good. Yeah, man. So you get to the good part, it'd be like,
1: yeah. <laughs> nope, you're not
5: back. I'm
1: back. Oh. No. I'm back. I'm yeah. back.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I hate
1: that. That's okay. That's the enemy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but seriously. Every moment that I get to love on someone, to care for someone, to train someone, to build a relationship, a bond, to go help in any way, Lord, make me available. Whatever excuse I got, let it not be one. Today, let me maximize my abilities.
0: We lost you.
3: Erica, Mike, mute
4: your mic. Mute your mic, Erica. Mute your mic. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my phone about to die. I need to get the child. <laughs> That's who
1: doing it. That's who doing it. No, nah, no, nah, 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 nah. But okay, so this was this was kind of like our run through uh, episode two of health and health and wellness, but a continuation. Let's build on this with some things that we didn't touch on. I know it's getting late. I know y'all got families, but we got to get yeah. to bed. We <laughs> got church tomorrow. I heard my mom in the background yelling at Marcus. <laughs> but um, toxic ambition for the topic tonight. I feel like someone could listen to this and learn from all of us and what we said. I appreciate you all for making yourselves available. To no address no a, a, a touchy topic. That sometimes can yeah. be a little nerve wracking to talk about in front of people. It and is. I thank you. Our job, like we just said, that if we know better, is to share with others how to do better. Right. And we're gonna build on that. Is it time to create our own table? Yeah. Or do we need to learn how to play? Politics correctly and stop hating the game. I feel right? like don't hate the player, hate feel the feel game. Like we don't know how to play the political is game.
4: It's gonna be about getting rid of the table.
1: There we go. We don't need. I like table.
4: that. We don't need the room that the table is I in. I like that. We need all of our people together. Period.
1: I like it. I think. I think we can build on this for our next episode. <laughs> but um, for all those who watching. Thank you for tuning in to Health is Wealth. We appreciate you, on, appreciate you on Facebook Live. And if you're on Zoom, and then we'll upload this as well on YouTube. And it'll be available on Apple Podcast as well. And we thank all of the guests as well. You guys have a great night. Be blessed and have right. healthy success. And be motivated from positivity. Bye bye, in y'all. Jesus' name we pray. amen amen Amen. love y'all all All right (laughs) (laughs) and we out